special for you. This is the first performance of a project that I think has already grown wings. In fact, we're all flying to San Francisco, thanks to the music you'll hear. Um, I'll explain that all in a bit. This is, uh, we're going to hear a performance by Martha Redbone and her band joined by members of the Brooklyn Raga Massive. And this was a year or two back, part of the Outside India Festival. And um, we'll hear Martha Redbone on vocals, Aaron Whitby on keys, Marvin Sewell on guitar, Charlie Burnham, one of the great violinists ever. Uh, Tony Mason on drums, Fred Cash on bass, Samir Gupta on tabla, Pawan Benjamin on bansuri, and Neil Murgai on sitar. And uh, they'll also be the special guests of Sony Moreno on vocals and Michael Gam playing Sarod and uh, Kanjira. And many of you know who Martha Redbone is. She's just an absolutely incredible singer who brings in so much of the sound of this continent um, through her uh, Appalachian roots and through her uh, Native American roots. She's a she's a I think uh, Cherokee and Choctaw and African American and that all winds its way into her music as well as all that mountain music and um, the eclectic group of guys and gals from Brooklyn Raga Massive come with their own influences too so uh, we'll hear some overtone singing and of course, the Hindustani musical influence as well. So, we're going to hear that, and we'll also hear some excerpts of an interview that I did with Martha before that show. So, if you want to hear the full Martha interview, just go to nycradiolive.org and check it out. And... Um, and the exciting thing, the reason I mentioned San Francisco, is that the band is going to play Yerba Buena Gardens, a huge free outdoor concert in San Francisco. And while we're there, for those of you who have been following pod- the podcast or Brooklyn Raga Massa very closely, we are going to follow up with... Terry Riley while we're there. He's the composer of In C, uh, the piece that is credited for with creating minimalism, a genre that 
includes people like Steve Reich and Philip Glass, um, and generally is just a, a spectacular musician. So it was a dream come true for us that he would hear our recording of NC and, and see the video made by Ian Cinco and actually want to compose something for us. So I just wanted to share that before it happens because it's anticipation is always a a good (laughs) a great state to be in um so let's go and i'm I'm psyched to hear martha and what where how the bands evolved since this very first maiden voyage that we'll hear and um we'll be out in san francisco so yeah and i began uh we'll, we'll begin this show with a little uh excerpt where I was asking Martha about how she and her partner Aaron were influenced by their days hanging out with George Clinton and the Parliament Funkadelic Gang and how that influenced her her music. I do believe that the experience of being mentored by Junie Morrison from Parliament Funkadelic one thing that it taught us is that whatever you do is acceptable Mm. you know right that there are no rules and if there's a rule it's meant to be broken you know you're meant it's art right it's art and it's creation so they're really they showed us and proved to the world that there are no boundaries Mm. when it comes to art right and and we have to we must remember that as the creative person, you know, that there are no boundaries mm. when you're experimenting, when you're um, discovering art. Otherwise, if you set all these boundaries, then we don't grow, and then we might as well just c- copy the next thing. Right. And um, and I think that that's, you know, that it's almost like an, it's an inhuman form to to place boundaries on things and... and um, categorizing is not really the job of the of the artists of the musician that's not our job there are people who get paid lots of money to figure out ways to to market and sell these things but it's not our job to even to even think about it right you know because once we start thinking about it then we start limiting ourselves and that's what you don't want to do
this is American music. Mm-hmm. And before anyone else came, this was the yeah. sound of America. Yeah. And so that has to be the foundation from mm-hmm. where everything else must sure. be built upon. And so when you hear it in blues, there's also a book called um, Indian Blues by uh, John Troutman. Troutman. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and uh, which talks about about this influence on mm-hmm. blues, about the native influence on um, on the blues, but particularly in the southeast, where where my family's from, because we're Cherokee and Choctaw, Shawnee, mm-hmm. and African American, and um, you can hear it in the melodies. You can hear uh, you you can hear it in the prayers. You know that the traditional prayers. You can hear it in all the stomp songs, the traditional stomp songs, mm. and um, and the the repetition that you hear. You know from the mm. dances that we do. That repetition. Um, you hear that in the blues as well. So if you know someone comes from Africa and brings the banjo from Africa mm-hmm. and plays that melody line. You know, you can hear that on the guitar, on the banjo, and you'll hear, um, you know, someone sing, you know, we got beans, cornbread, you know, you can hear that. And then you'll also hear the Choctaw people sing something, you know, similar to that, you know, it's exactly the same. And you can hear, I'm just giving you a quick speedy example. Yeah. Of a of a southeastern stomp, um, but uh, you 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 hear the the line all the way from the beginning and all of it.
classical raga is that was that something on your plate of, of listening to and it's funny that you say that but about a, a year ago um but over a year ago i discovered some beautiful um classical music indian music mm. from india and uh it was on youtube and the sounds it stopped me in my tracks because it sounded like um slide guitar from from Appalachia mm. and I was completely blown away by it and I saved the link and I just saved it in my computer and then you know a year and a half later we got a a call from Samir who said um who's asked who asked invited us to perform in, in this series called Outside India and um, we, we talked about combining our styles, you know, with the mountain music of India meets the mountain music of America. Right. And it immediately just brought me back to that um, that YouTube link that I found, right. which I had in my, in my phone. And so, of course, we jumped at the chance to do something like that. And we thought, well, you know, outside India, India and Indian mm-hmm. as an American Indian, Indian and Native American, and um, and this is something that I we've never done before with uh, classical Indian music. We've never done this before. I have always wanted to do it. I just mm. never knew how to go about doing it. And um, but we have been um, experimenting with other particular, you know, other styles of of music. But this is going to be absolutely magical. I mean, we we just came from rehearsal and we're buzzing. Just I have Great. so many uh sounds in my in my head and my mind. It's kind of hard for me to even talk properly because it's going to be so exciting. Wow. It it was just a a, a beautiful experience. I knew it would be mm-hmm. um and it it surpassed my my imagination. Good. So I'm I'm very very excited about trying yeah. it.
Kind of a history that's not as highlighted the the African American and and Native American relationships. You know, yeah, I think um, it's it wasn't highlighted because if it were highlighted in a big way, then colonialism might have not happened. Mm. <laughs> right. So of course, you know. Um, the, you know these groups of people will be downplayed you know sure. uh, as actually 
being together and and mm-hmm. and being communities that helped each other. Yeah. So that's that's how you that's how you conquer new lands, you know, right. by saying particular things don't exist and wiping them away on paper. So. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. Fred Cash.
dream. This particular project is very important to me. 
because the people in this country are not Indians. We have 573 federally recognized tribes. We all have our own names, our own languages. There are also a wealth of state recognized tribes still waiting to be seen. And it is my dream that people finally stop calling us Indian and learn how to pronounce who the F we are. I saw, I saw a, a video with Ozumaka from Orange Meets the New Black. <laughs> Orange is the New Black. And she was, said when she was a little girl, she talked to her mother and said, she was born and raised in Boston, and she said, Mama, she wanted to be called Zoe. And her mother said, why? And she said, because people don't know how to pronounce Ozumaka. It's just easier. And she said, if Americans can learn to say Tchaikovsky, Dostoevsky, she said they can learn to pronounce Ozumaka. And they can learn to say Chalagi, Chickasaw, Choctaw, Alabama Kushara, Tunica Balaksa, Chippewa, Ojibwa, Apache. They can, they can learn how to do that. Everybody can do that, and it's time. I know, I know it's going to be a little while before they can call me Sapajishwahanu, <laughs> which is my adopted name. But let's hope that we can do that so that India, people from India can be called Indians, and we can be called who we are, right? And with that, this is our last verse to this song. You may teach me this land's history, but we taught it to you first. We broke your hearts and bent your journeys. Broken treaties left us cursed. Even now you try to cheat us, even though you think we're tame. In our losing, we found proudness. And in your winning, you found shame. And there are drums beyond the mountain. Indian drums that you can't hear. And there are drums beyond the mountain. 
this train is bound for glory. This train This train is bound for glory. This Church claps.
Jesse Bond Staples. We'll join the spirit world this week. Keep your eyes. 